Welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast with Melissa Hurt. Here's where I'll be helping creatives get through mindset blocks, step into wellness and self-care practices, and overcome imposter syndrome so that you can live genuinely as a creative person, putting your greatest gift out into the world. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast. Today, I have something quite personal to share with you because it's a story. It's a story that happened to me very recently that kind of is a reminder of all these different lessons I've already given in other episodes because I wanted to give you a real-life example of how I use these tools to show up in my own life with the hopes that you'll feel inspired to implement them into your daily life as well. So this podcast is designed for creative people, but in my mind and in my heart, you are creative if you are actively creating your life. I don't believe life just happens and rolls over you. I think we make it happen. And we do that through choosing relationships that nurture us, finding work that in some way inspires us, even if it inspires us because the pay is good and we know we can use that resource to have adventures and experiences that enrich our lives. Every choice we make is intentional in some way, shape, or form. And because of that, we create our life. So for myself, I work remotely and I really wanted to get out of my house And I also knew that I wanted to create new relationships, new friendships, and expand my social circle. Well, you need to be very careful about who you spend time with because their energy either takes your energy down or it elevates it. And I wanted to elevate my energy, obviously. I'm not interested in hanging out at bars or things that for me personally would bring my energy down. I wanna do things that inspire me to learn that have me creating new opportunities or challenging myself. So I joined a triathlon club. Now, I am not this mega sporty person. I have been swimming my whole life off and on. I have been a pretty dedicated yoga teacher and student for over a decade, and I've been strength training for about five years or so, but that's pretty much the extent of it. And I shattered my kneecap in November in an ice skating accident. And so I had two surgeries, went through a ton of physical therapy that I still do. And once my kneecap fused back together and I started to get more flexion in my knee, I made a promise to myself to elevate how I show up for myself in moving ways, right? I need to be moving more to appreciate and celebrate this one only precious body that I have. And I knew that as I aged, I wanted to get stronger in every way, not just physically, but mentally, and just just grow. So this club was the perfect opportunity for that. I joined the club, went onto the Facebook page, told them, hey, I'm recovering from a pretty traumatic knee injury. I'm going to be taking it slow and steady, but I can't wait to meet y'all. Well, everyone's very cool and very nice, and they're all welcoming me. Well, what was the first event I did for this group? Naturally, it would be the swimming event, because I'd been swimming my whole life. I had ordered a wetsuit, but it was delayed in the mail. And someone in the Facebook group said that she was going to swim 
with just a bathing suit on. So I thought to myself, well, if she can do it, I can do it. I've been swimming since I was four. Sure, let's go. Well, let me tell you this, dear friends. (laughs) It was a different experience than the pool because we're swimming in a lake. And it was a slightly windy day, which meant there was a little bit of chop in the water. And so I get to the lake. And first of all, the swim course looks huge. On paper, you read half a mile. And I'm thinking, oh, well, I could swim half a mile in a pool in like 20 minutes. So easy peasy. Half a mile in a lake is a different thing because you've got the elements (laughs) happening at the same time. You've got the temperature of the water, which cannot change. No human can change the temperature of the water. You've got seagrass and kelp kind of catching onto your limbs, and it just feels weird. It might even feel like it's dragging you down, even though it's not. But your mind might think that, right? All different things happening in an open swim. So I get there and I see that the course is pretty big. And I'm like, wow, that's a little intimidating. I don't know how well I'm going to do that. Because also in a pool, you can rest at the wall whenever you need to. There's no wall at a lake. You're in the water and you're going or you're not. I also notice that people are wearing wetsuits. Everybody, literally everybody is wearing a wetsuit. And some people have this inflation tube hanging off their waist which I learned later is called a floaty. And I thought maybe that's just a visibility thing so people can see where they are in the water. Cool. My only thoughts at this point are I'm going to be swimming in very cold water. I always kept the verb as I am going to swim because I knew I was not going to back out, even though I was the oddball not wearing a wetsuit. (laughs) What happens? Well, I get in the water, and yeah, it's cold. It was cold water. And I feel that seagrass and kelp and whatever under my feet, and it just feels weird. But I'm going to keep going. I start to swim towards that first buoy, and I realize the water is pitch black when I put my face in it, and it was a little scary because I couldn't see anything. It's like, crap, that's different. And as I'm swimming, I realize my kick is off. Like, I'm just fighting the water. And it's probably because of that chop. But I keep going. And I realize my stomach is in knots. And I can barely breathe. Because I am working so hard in the water. I keep going. I'm treading water where I need to to try to catch my breath. But even treading water and choppy water is not fun. I get to the first buoy. And I'm huffing and puffing like crazy. And I literally think I'm going to throw up in the water or have a heart attack or both. My heart was beating so fast in my chest and my throat. It was an experience that I really hadn't had before because I, you know, I considered myself a fairly fit person. I said, okay, I've got three more buoys to go. Let's just keep swimming. I'm swimming out to the second buoy and I'm realizing that I'm not going to make it. I'm just not. I am working so hard. I am absolutely exhausted. I cannot breathe. I just can't breathe. And there's nowhere for me to put my feet down. There's no wall to the pool to hold on to. There is nothing for me to do but keep going. But I could not go. So I called the lifeguard over. He kayaked over gave me his floaty and I held on to it to catch my breath. And I said, I can't do this. You've got to drag me back to the shore. And that's what he did. I did not feel great that I couldn't finish it. I'm a person who finishes what she starts. 
It's just something I do. I was very proud of myself for having the intelligence to call over the lifeguard to pull me back in because what would have been the point to try to finish if I was going to really mess myself up? There's no point to that. I get out of the water and people are saying, you know what, just get back in next week. And I'm thinking, what, next week? And they're saying, just, you know, the wetsuit will help you stay buoyant. You can hold on to the floaty if you need to catch your breath. And I'm realizing this is why they have all these amazing tools for open water swim. Okay, lesson learned. Well, my wetsuit comes the next day. How handy. I try it on and it's so skin tight. I'm like, how can anybody move in something this skin tight? I said that with the group and this woman graciously offered to let me borrow one of her wetsuits, which was the next size up, just to see how it worked. I put it on and it felt good. And someone else had given me a floaty. So here's the thing. Yes, I did show up the next time. Now the day of the swim, I was really scared. Honestly, I thought, what am I getting myself into? I know that it's going to be a different condition with the wetsuit and the floaty, but am I going to die? <laughs> and I'm sharing this part of the story. I'm taking a pause button moment to tell you that by showing up that second time the following week was my active choice to look at fear in the eye and say, nope. You don't get to hold the pen and how I write this story. Because if Fear had held the pen and she had written her version of the story, she would have said, she sucks. She's not a triathlete. Who was she kidding? She's going to find something else to do. Or she'll show up again in her bathing suit and be lame and she'll only stay on the shore. She won't be able to make it out to the buoys. It just would have been an entirely different outcome. And I, I was not about to let my chapter say that and the story of my life. So yes, I looked at fear in the eyes and I said, you know what, you're going to sit so far in the back seat, I can't even hear you chatter in my ear. And we're going to show up and we're going to do it with a wetsuit and we're going to do it with a floaty and we're just going to do it and see what happens. And so I showed up, put on the wetsuit, had the floaty, and I was remembering advice that my friend Laura had given me. And she is an amazing triathlete. She's a professional athlete. And she said, when you're in the water, think of something else. So she counts backwards, right? I had the song, My Shot, from Hamilton in my head. I love that song. It's so rhythmic. It's just a great song. And so as I get in the water, I notice, number one, oh, I don't really feel that cold, cold temperature on my skin because of the wetsuit. Cool. I move out a little deeper. I put my face in the water and I say, yep, it's still dark, but I know that I'm in water and I'm okay. And as soon as I start swimming, I just think about that song, My Shot. I hear it. I am focusing on the lyrics and I'm just feeling my breath and I am taking it so easy in my swim because I'm like, if it takes me an hour to swim this loop, then it will take me an hour to swim this loop. And again, if fear had been holding the pen, fear would have said, you better kick like hell because you almost drowned last time and you better not do that again. So keep moving. You better go faster. I said, nope, nope, that's not going to work for me because I overexerted myself. I learned something from that, actually. I'm going to try this again in an entirely new way. So I kept it easy. 
So I'm thinking about the song, I'm swimming out, I make it to the first buoy. I flip on my back and I hug that floaty like it's a teddy bear. And I use that time to catch my breath. And I said to myself, you know what, we're going to do this at every buoy. Whether you need to do it or not, you are flipping over on your back to take a moment to catch your breath. What's the rush? So as soon as I feel my breath move into my belly, I flip back over onto my belly and I keep swimming. Now remember, it was a second buoy that first week that I choked, that I had to call the lifeguard in. So I'm a little scared of the second buoy because there's a memory there. Instead, I get to the second buoy. I say, hello, old friend. And I roll onto my back, hug the floaty. And this time as I'm hugging the floaty, I start to feel even peaceful in the water. I'm grounding my breath because I'm noticing the clouds look so pretty in the sky. I'm noticing that color green-blue that the lake water is. I'm just starting to be more present in my experience. And so I go and I spot where the third buoy is, which is quite far away from the second one. I said, okay, let's do this. So I flip back over and I start swimming. And here's the thing that was pretty miraculous for me. Because I had told fear to sit so far in the back seat, I couldn't even hear it. And because I had made the active choice to show up for myself, I was so present as I was swimming to that third buoy. Yes, I was tired. Yes, I was breathing heavy. Yes, my upper back and shoulders just wanted to stop because, you know, swimming is not easy, especially in open water. I felt so connected with the water and the air and the sky and the sound of my breath that it felt like God was with me. I was in and of God in that moment. It was so beautiful. And that's exactly how I want the next chapter of my life to read, that I am connected, connected with the people, connected with nature, connecting with myself, connecting with a deeper sense of purpose. Because if I can show myself that I am strong in my heart, mind, body, soul, then nothing can shake that. But we won't know that until we put ourselves in situations to test it and to find it out. You're not going to learn that sitting back on your couch or becoming wallpaper. You're just not. So I kept swimming, got to the third buoy, flipped on my back, caught my breath, went back onto my belly, swam to the fourth. But here's the thing. I got to the fourth and I felt this whisper deep in my soul that said, I'm not done yet thought, I'm not done yet. Yeah, I'm at the fourth buoy and technically I'm done, but I want to go again. So that's what I did. I kept going. I, I circled past that fourth buoy. I went back to the first one, flipped on my back, caught my breath. I did that for every buoy. And long story short, I did two loops around that course, swam back to the shore, and I asked somebody what the time was, and it was 6.31. I had been swimming for exactly 30 minutes. And I couldn't believe it. I, I felt so amazing. Not because I was going for some personal record, because I didn't have one. Not because I felt like I was a beast in the water, because I wasn't and I didn't care. But because I faced my fear and I went back in. I faced my fear. I went back in making different choices choosing to be present, choosing to learn from the outcome of those choices. What works? What am I holding on to and what can I let go of? I finished that swim. I felt fantastic. 
I learned something about myself. I learned something about the sport and I deepened my relationships with those people that day. The takeaway of this story and the reason why I'm sharing it with you is that as creative people and or people who are actively creating their lives, fear is always going to show up because the work we do matters. It's important to us. We're not just checking boxes and passively going through life. We are actively creating it. And every creative experience, whether it's in the arts, in writing, music, or creating how you want to show up in your life, there's always a vulnerability and a risk because you have to show your heart. And fear will always try to protect you by covering your heart, telling you, no, 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 little girl, you sit back. You're not doing this. Too scary. Don't do it. It's very scary. Don't do it. You're going to die. Don't do it. (laughs) And you have to say, no, fear, I get you. Thanks, but no thanks. We're doing this. We're doing this. Make informed choices. I moved forward to do it because I had learned from my mistakes. It was a humbling experience that first time around. I got kicked in the shin, so to speak, and I learned from it. And I showed up making different choices to keep myself safe and to follow through on the commitment that I had made to myself. So I want you to do the same. Make the bold choice. You've got to just do it. You got to jump in and do it. Do it till it hurts and learn from your mistakes and then try a different course and do it again. And then guess what? Next week, I'm going to show up at that swim in a different wetsuit because I'm not borrowing a wetsuit again. It's going to be a different experience and I'm going to be present so I can learn from it. And everything I learn about myself in that open swim, I will be applying to my life in a lot of different ways, how I work on my novel, how I navigate new relationships, etc. I hope that this really lands on your heart. I hope that you try something new and scary and exciting and amazing because your life is meant to be amazing. It really is. So be sure to leave a comment. Let me know how this resonates with you and reach out to me. My website is melissahurt.com. I have a contact me tab there. You can send me an email and let me know how this lands on you. And if you need that little accountability budge, I'm happy to give it. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to meet you next time. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a positive review.